Business Services For You LLC is a full-service accounting and financial service firm. Our goal is to provide value to each of our clients by identifying their individual needs and goals. Each client, whether an individual or business, is given the close personal attention they deserve. We hold ourselves out as fiduciaries, always acting in our clients' best interest. Our staff has over 120 years of combined experience in accounting, bookkeeping, and tax. Anything mentioned on the show is strictly for informational and educational purposes and should not be deemed as professional advice or recommendations. All individuals and businesses are different and not everything mentioned on the show may be appropriate for all listeners. We welcome you to contact us directly with any questions. Welcome. Thank you for tuning in to our show, Accounting Commandos, powered by Business Services for You. We're happy to have you with us today. My name is Bruce Lastner. Enrolled agent, credentialed by the IRS as a tax expert, certified payroll professional, life and health insurance license, and I have been an entrepreneur since the 1970s. And I'm Sherry White. I'm also an enrolled agent. I am a QuickBooks certified pro advisor. I'm also a QuickBooks instructor, and I've been an entrepreneur for over 40 years in several different industries. We are the accounting commandos, working with clients across the U.S. and internationally. And we've been in private practice since 2012. Our staff includes two additional enrolled agents, a QuickBooks certified bookkeeper, and an administrative assistant. It's never too late to seek professional advice, especially with COVID-19 causing the tax laws to change so often. So we invite you to take advantage of our no cost and no obligation accounting review services. You can call us or text us at 561-376-2564. That's 561-376-2564. Or you can email us at info at accountingcommandos.com. Dot com. That's accounting with two C's and commandos with two M's. And now for today's topic, retirement planning and investing throughout your life. So we're going to be discussing today basic considerations. No one situation fits everybody. And since we don't know your individual situation, we can't give specific advice here on the radio. We're not qualified because we don't have all the information to discuss your specific situation. That requires an in-depth private discussion. So we're going to talk more in generalities today, right, Bruce? That's right. All right. So let's start with why save and invest for your retirement? Okay. And that's a pretty basic consideration. So one thing that we've spent literally years uh, in, uh, talking to our clients about is social security. And from our standpoint, the, uh, the, the basic problem here is that social, social security alone is, was never meant to be your only source for income in retirement. Uh, in the past, not even my parents' generation, but my grandparents' generation, they were able to swing it. They were able, uh, cost of living was a lot less. They were able to 
uh, live primarily off of Social Security, but people can't do that today. So Social Security alone is not going to give most people a comfortable and desirable retirement. So how much do you trust those promised benefits and how much will the purchasing power of that money be eroded through inflation? Now, it's true that Social Security, even uh, this year, they announced that they're going to increase uh, the, uh, uh, the payouts or the benefits for a cost, cost of living increases. That's not always guaranteed. But the big question is, is that going to be enough? And usually that's not the case. So it's really important to have uh, a nest egg, a retirement portfolio that's going to supplement Social Security or Social Security will supplement that retirement. <laughs> I think that's but, more like it. <laughs> but uh, either one alone may not be enough. All right. So what amount should you actually be investing? Okay. So there's, uh, again, there's no one hard and fast answer for, for this question. It depends upon uh, various factors. How much is going to be gifted or inherited to you? Um, how much, um, how affluent and successful have you been financially um, over your uh, growth phase of your, of your retirement investments? Uh, and one thing you want to look at uh, throughout your life is your disposable income. That is your total income received uh, minus any of your or all of your expenses. And what do you have left over to be able to uh, save and invest. So that disposable income is a, an important consideration. Also, your current accumulated wealth. Where are you now in relation to your anticipated future growth, your future goals and needs? Another factor is risk tolerance. Some people will invest contrary to what they may need. They The type of investing they're going to do is based on their risk tolerance. Some people uh, insist on or can only be comfortable and sleep at night by being very risk averse and being very conservative in the investments. Other people are, are going to be more aggressive. And another factor is your time horizon. How many years do you have left for uh, until you reach retirement? And it's really hard to predetermine um, when you're going to retire. I've had certain phases of my life where I was able to do a lot of savings and I decided in my 20s that I was going to retire or at least be able to retire in my 50s. Well, I'm in my 60s, well into my 60s now, and not everything happens the way you anticipate or, or the way you want it to happen. Life gets in the way. So the time horizon is something that's going to be a, a variable and that'll change throughout your life. I would also say in terms of what amount, part of that is, doesn't that part of that also have to do with what kind of lifestyle you want to live when or you're what, in retirement? Right. And what type of lifestyle you're living now? Um, do you want to buy that big flat screen TV or that fancy expensive car now and put less money away for retirement? Some people have different, you know, people have different um, um, rationale priorities. on that. Yeah. So, and, and priorities, I would yeah. say. Yeah. All right. So the next obvious question is now that we've talked about why and what, um, 
what amount, the next question is, all right, where should you be investing? Okay, so here again, you know, we're dealing with different variables. Uh, the type of markets um, and the manner of your diversification of your investment portfolio should be determined. Uh, and, and that needs to be determined based on your, again, your time horizon, your risk tolerance, and your belief in the short-term and long-term value of your investments. Uh, and you, you can't always tell where those investments are going to go. And usually you're wrong when you try to, <laughs> but um, you, you want to look at, at those investments in, in light of your risk tolerance and your time horizon. And diversification. Now, diversification is, is very often misunderstood. Diversification doesn't mean using multiple companies or agents uh, to, to get, have different um, things like, like mutual funds or, or other investments. What, it, what diversification really means is how you're diversifying your investments across different various sectors in the marketplace. For instance, uh, do you want to invest in equities or stocks that are domestic or international? Do you want to hold more cash positions, have fixed income or growth investments? Uh, do you want to have aggressive growth, which may be some, um, something for people who are younger and have more time for losses uh, so to, to recover from losses? Do you want to invest in large cap or small cap stocks, gold, silver, REITs, which is real estate investment trust. So there's all different types of investments. And for most people, the best deal is to kind of have a little bit of, of each thing during the growth phase before retirement. So you can be well diversified and that will help to smooth out the ebbs and flows of uh, a market that's always on the rise or on the, the downfall. I don't mean to interrupt, but I have a question. Mm -hmm. um, I wonder how many other people have no out there listening to us have no clue what large cap and small cap stocks are. Right. Well, um, we're not going to get into the into the weeds with this and into the details on this. That's something to talk to an investment advisor about. Um, I, I was using that kind of as, as examples of different areas that you want to consider um, throughout your um, accumulation phase when you're uh, during when you're working and you're accumulating wealth uh, and you have the income to do that so that you can prepare for retirement. And I just want to also point out that it's very important to have a, um, an, an eye towards, towards looking to the future, towards retirement, even when, you, uh, when you're in your first job in your 20s, right out of college, you want to start looking to accumulate your wealth. I started accumulating my wealth before I, before I even started working. Uh, so, so you want to try to put money aside throughout your life. That'll just make it that much easier. And, and you have the time horizon there where you can grow your investments more if you, if you start young. So younger people may want to look at a little more riskier investments because they have greater potential for long-term growth or long-term return on those investments. And when the market crashes, which it always crashes 
um, within a 10 year period, you, you're probably going to see a, um, a high market and then a low market. So that's those cycles are, are inescapable. And if you're younger and you and you and you're into uh, more riskier investments, that may be okay because you have a law a longer time horizon before you're actually going to need to take that money out. So, um, I mean, a good example a way to look at it is if you had a stock portfolio of you know you had equities equities in 1928, and then the market crashed in 1929, and you lost. Uh, a, a very large percentage of your portfolio. If you stayed invested in most stocks, unless they were really bad, risky, low-grade stocks, but but for the, the market overall, if you stayed invested throughout the depression, then you would have come out way ahead because uh, the market is is so much higher. So as it goes through its cycles. The, the market has an upward trend. Think of a, up, uh, going up a staircase or up an escalator. It goes, it goes up over time at, and then it drops back down, but then it goes up even higher. So over time, when you have time on your side, then uh, which younger people do, obviously, they have uh, better opportunities to be a little more aggressive in their investments and take the losses um, along with the gains, you you don't need the money right away. So um, so the discipline is to just stay in it. For older people, you want to uh, be uh, much. You can have a much stronger need for safety and preservation of your capital or your principal. So think about what effect would a market crash today have on your financial life now and in the future? Can you wait for the market to return? or would you have to cash in and take losses on your hard earned savings? So it's really important for people who are nearing and especially in retirement, who can't rely on new sources of income coming in from work uh, for the uh, long term, that you um, keep secure what you have. So uh, a, a very risky stock investment, um, a high risk stock investment portfolio is probably not a good idea for for seniors unless of course you already have a tremendous amount of wealth and you have and you don't need that stock and you're playing with that, that money but for most people that wouldn't be the case all right so um, our last question would be when should you be investing um, and the way I learned it, is all the time. Uh, okay. Even even in retirement, if you you're not pulling all your money out all at once, you're you want your money to grow, and hopefully you want it to grow at least as much as inflation. Sometimes you can't always you know get that, but but you don't want the the purchasing power of your money or the buying power to be um, eroded. So so you you're should always be, you know, investing by at least leaving in some of the wealth that you have not or not taking out more uh, a higher percentage or more dollars than you can afford to because you don't want to run out of money when you still have life left. And since people are living so much longer today, you want to, um, you know, consider that, um, God forbid you live a long, long time, 
you want to make sure that you also have the money so you can uh, live comfortably. So you should be investing when you're financially able to save for retirement. And for most people, if you look at it from a, a realistic standpoint, most of the time, for most people, you can do it to some extent if you're willing and um, able to discipline yourself. And you just keep investing until the time when you have um, accumulated what you project you will need for retirement. And um, at that point, uh, you should make sure that those funds are safe from market crashes. But uh, people tend to live and spend up to their income. So they feel like they have nothing to spare for savings and investing. And the reality is that accommodations can almost always be made uh, with a, a forced discipline. And one way to, uh, to do that, that it, um, very often works is to have a 401k at work. Uh, because here you have money that's coming out um, out off the top from your salary. The employer is taking the burden of taking that money off your gross um, salary. And it's set aside for you in your 401k account. So it's like out of sight, out of mind. Okay. When they take it and you don't have access to the money, there's a lot less risk that you're going to end up spending it. And a lot of people, if they have that money, they're going to say, okay, well, I'll spend it now and I'll save that much more later. And I can, can tell you in 99 out of 100 cases that later is not going to come. <laughs> so um, it's much easier when the employer takes it before you have access to it. Uh, and this doesn't take away the ultimate responsibility for you to keep the money invested uh, I've seen this many times in the past where uh, people, particularly younger people, will figure they have enough time to save for retirement and they'll take money away. And I've heard um, excuses from people, uh, oh, I want to make a nice birthday party for my son. I want to take a cruise. I want to paint my house. And yeah, these are things that may be important to you, but to take it away from, from your, sa your life savings is is really risky because it's going to have a bigger adverse effect in the future than it has today. If you take $1,000 out of your retirement plan today, how much is that $1,000 going to, going to grow 30 years down the road, let's say? Okay, that could be several thousand dollars. So the, what you're going to lose from taking out less money today that doesn't have the opportunity to grow later on is going to have um, could have a devastating effect on your on your retirement funds, and I see and we hear stories from a lot of seniors who say, if I only knew where I was going to be and 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 what the impact was going to be, I would have done more, would have been more proactive in savings for retirement. So you don't want to defeat the purpose um, of you know setting aside money. Um, and then just cash it in um, when it's uh, not absolutely essential. Consider the time value of money. Dollar cost averaging is something that people in the investment world um, often talk about. Uh, if you are systematically putting money away for retirement, you're going to be, when the market is down, you're investing in. So you're buying, uh, you know, ch cheaper actually, okay? 
and when the market is up or it's increasing in value, you're getting in on the boom. So as long as you systematically buy in, no matter what the market is, by putting in every month, put in a certain amount of money, and that 401k that's coming out of your payroll is one good, a good idea, one good way to do that, and there's other ways, then that dollar cost averaging is going to um, help smooth out the ebbs and flows of the, of the market uh, throughout the years. And uh, I'd like to remind you, if yourself, Bruce, you're talking about 401k. Right. So that goes under the assumption, and I use that word assumption loosely because we know what assume means, but it goes under the assumption that, um, they, that you're an employee, that mm -hmm. your employer has a 401k. So we probably have listeners where, that work for employers that are not offering 401k anymore. We also probably have listeners or we know we have listeners that are self-employed, whether they're, regardless of what the type of business is, how the business is being taxed, if, you're, if you are your own boss, I'll word it that way. If you are your own boss, depending upon how the business is being taxed, you can set up your own 401k or have somebody do it for you. You can also have your business set up a retirement plan for you. So now the business is putting money in and you can put money in too because you can have the business set up a retirement plan for you and you can still have an IRA that you systematically deposit money into we have a client who's in that situation they have the their they have a business the business has a, what's called a sep plan for the employee for them i should say or for him and then out of his paycheck after he gets the money he contributes systematically every month into an IRA. So all of these things are options when we're talking about saving for retirement. And we haven't even touched on uh, some of the the options and investments that are uh, are really good for today that that um, we could um, help help people with uh, with some of the uh, investment people that we partner with, such as Roth conversions. So if you don't understand what a Roth is or what a Roth conversion is and how beneficial it could be in this, um, this environment of a, a very low tax rates, which we may never see this low again, we then you not. really need to reach out to us because you could be missing out on some great opportunities there. Right. And, and although we're coming up to the beginning of November, what I like to say is there's still enough year left but that time's going to run out very quickly and it does take time if you're going to make if you're going to do any Roth conversions it does take time to make that happen so it's something that uh, you should talk to your tax professional and if they can't help you we're here to do that so although we have knowledge and experience in today's topic, we certainly are not holding ourselves out as the retirement planning and investment experts. 
we do partner with those kinds of experts and we can set you up, uh, meet with you and the expert, if that's what you want, and uh, our retirement planning partners, if that's what you want. When I say meet, I don't mean in person. I mean over Zoom or over the phone. So we could make that introduction. We can, it's always important when you're doing retirement planning to address the tax implications of anything that you're doing. So it's important to talk to both the retirement plan expert and your tax expert. So we've seen many situations where people have been adversely affected um, or have adversely affected their tax and financial life for failing to consult their, their tax advisor. That's why I'm saying you should talk to your tax advisor prior, and I emphasize prior, to making those decisions. And we'd be happy to consult with you and stick with you through the critical decisions. Lastly, we want to remind people that with so many things happening, now is a good time to do some tax planning and to go ahead and reach out to us. And Bruce already mentioned the Roth conversion. And Bruce, you want to remind people about the networking real quick? Yeah, so if you're a business owner, self-employed, someone looking to help your employer grow or just looking for a new opportunity, we run virtual networking groups to help you grow your business and um, your financial life. So call us to discuss how you can get increased exposure locally and nationally uh, to connect with other individuals and businesses. And this will be at no cost or obligation to you. And a reminder on how to reach us, call us or text us at 561-376-2564 or email us at info at accountingcommandos.com. Dot com. And you know, accumulating wealth throughout your pre-retirement income phase is like climbing a mountain. Your wealth at retirement is at the top of that mountain. So how high do you want that mountain to be? Now for the quote of the week, how you climb a mountain is more important than reaching the top. And that's from Yvonne Chouinard, an American rock climber. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us again next week for another edition of Accounting Commandos, powered by Business Services for You. Have a great week.